the world gets in my way I need to make a getaway So I ride down that old dirt road The same place I always go It does it so good sometimes To be alone from time to time Take the time and let it all go Watch the world go by real slow Hey everybody, welcome back to The Last Hobo's Ramble. I am uh, glad to have you back if you're a returning listener, and if not, we welcome you for the first time. Uh, I'm just, As I said, I'm John, and this is my buddy Adam. Hello. So you can find us on uh, rss.com backslash podcasts backslash Last Hobo's Ramble. Uh, also, our, our email is lasthobosramble at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on TikTok as Last Hobos 4. Last Hobos Ramble 4. Ramble Last, four. Okay. Last Hobos Ramble 4. And Facebook is Last Hobos Ramble as well. Uh, feel free to hit us up in our email, uh, TikTok, Facebook, uh, whatever you want. Uh, also find us on YouTube. It's Last Hobo's Ramble. You can listen to the podcast there, or you can go to the website I mentioned earlier, or any of your favorite streaming platforms for podcasts and music. There you go. We're we're uh, as Billy Gibbons said, we're nationwide. Actually, I think we're worldwide. Didn't you tell me last week that we had listeners over in Belgium? We got got listeners in Belgium, uh, Canada, all kinds, just not in communist China, which... There you go. Probably a government thing. Probably so. So, this week we've got a couple things to talk about. Uh, Before we start, I was going to... Adam and I don't really get to communicate as much sometimes as we'd like, and this was one of those weeks, I think. so you mentioned our TikTok account. I don't know if you've looked lately at them or not, but on our TikTok, we put up a variety of videos that go from uh, some of the older men telling stories that are quite humorous to, uh, you know, nature. I filmed two snakes swimming in a creek to uh, historical items, things like that. But the two snakes women in the creek has gotten over I believe 5,500 views on that alone so um, not sure what what that tells us maybe the, you're over, we're overthinking this a little too much <laughs> it could be pretty simple I guess and I uh, did want to pass on also that uh, one of the gentlemen is the first videos we put up uh, of the breakfast group telling stories. Uh, Thomas Hamilton passed away a couple of weeks ago. And uh, that's one reason I haven't been going and doing the breakfast videos. I didn't want to be up there and him or someone thinking that we were just trying to capitalize on something. But he had a wealth of knowledge about where I live and great stories and i wish we had got there to capture them before all that came about so 
And now this week, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Um, one, close to Adam there, we've seen word or heard, looked online, it came across our Facebook feed and such, that Mark Chestnut has been hospitalized. And I think Adam has more information on that for us. And then we're going to talk about, I got the jealousy that Adam got a new Gretsch guitar, and I didn't, so I bought a Gretsch lap steel, and we'll kind of do a, like we did with his, we'll do a, a general overview of it and first thoughts, and then maybe in a week or two, me and Adam get together and we can go over it and see what we think about it, how it sounds and plays and everything. So you want to kick us off today, Adam, with... Uh, the Mark Chestnut story? As the story goes, um, you know, Mark Chestnut's local guy, Beaumont, Texas area. Uh, he lives there now for sure. Uh, and then basically Friday night, uh, he had to cancel a concert in Tennessee. And his people stated health concerns and doctor's orders. And more or less... Uh, ended up in the critical care unit. Uh, it doesn't exactly say where, which is a privacy deal. We certainly understand that. Uh, says he was hospitalized Wednesday night, November the 1st, with an issue that required critical care. Uh, he's had some cancellations over the last couple of years for hosp you know, hospitalizations and health reasons, but uh, I think back in 21, he had some issue with his back. He had to cancel a few concerts. Uh, but, you know, he's he's 60 years old. And so that will happen. Uh, certainly not a uh, easy for your body life uh, style that they live, you know, uh, tour buses and what have you. But uh, certainly prayers and, and thoughts to the family and, and Mark Chestnut. It doesn't sound like it's immediately life-threatening. They're keeping kind of a close lid on it from what I can see. Uh, the statement his, his people put out was, uh, Mark Chestnut's currently undergoing a medical evaluation after being admitted to a local hospital on Wednesday, November the 1st. Uh, Mark and Tracy appreciate the outpouring of love, prayers, and support. Mark's looking forward to seeing everyone soon. So that seems to indicate that there's a pretty good chance that he's going to be back doing what he does sooner rather than later. Uh, Tracy, of course, being his wife. <clears throat> but hey, man, uh, we definitely don't want to do a Mark Chestnut Memorial episode anytime soon. So we definitely are going to be praying and, and wishing him the best. Uh, got some absolutely great songs, though. I think most of our people that would listen would, would be very familiar with most of them, uh, especially since he's a, a local guy. <clears throat> yeah, he kind of dominated there in the late 80s, early 90s. Absolutely. Hey, and one of my favorite songs is Still Too Cold at Home. Absolutely. And they don't write drinking songs like that every day, so. 
they do not and hey that's a local establishment in that music video uh out down around port author area i guess we'd say but pine tree lodge is in that video pretty nice place to hang out pretty good food uh right on the bayou yeah, it's an awesome place to go. Uh, the food's good, the music's usually good, the atmosphere, never seen any trouble down there. Uh, it's been a while since we've been down there, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know since you and I have been down there, you know, the hurricane got part or some, I'm not sure how much of the old one, and they rebuilt, and now they have an upstairs to it also. So, uh, yeah, I yeah, knew they I knew they it's changed a little bit, but it still feels like the same place, you know. So, yeah, Pine Tree Lodge down there. It's a great place to go. It's on Pine Island Bow. And, uh, man, yeah, if you're ever in that area. And tell you what, it's not far from Winnie either. If you're ever over around Winnie, maybe you're doing the Winnie Flea Market, something like that, drive over on 73. Uh, probably going to need your GPS to find it. So if you don't know where you're going or what you're looking for, sometimes it's hard to find. But I think I think you shouldn't have too much trouble with all the electronics we have nowadays. No, nah, and I, I don't really think you'd be disappointed either. Uh, no. Like I said, it's just, they work really hard, especially earlier in the evening, to make it more of a, I would say, a family atmosphere you know it's not a it's not what i would call a bar per se no it's more of a restaurant that serves alcoholic beverages yeah really uh you can go in there and not have anything to drink but tea and you'd be just fine nobody will even look at you hey they used to have a good fried catfish like a whole catfish it was that head on and everything or had the head on it and everything which hey I'm not much on the head portion, but I right. like the rest of it. But that's what you get when you get a whole catfish. So, yeah. I know they got a good yep. chicken fried steak. There you go. And you can add, Adam will tell you, it's not many places I'm going to go. I don't try the chicken fried steak. So, they've got a pretty good one. All right. The old chicken fried steak's a good way to gauge a place, really. I think so. I think so. So I mentioned earlier that, you know, Adam had got a Gretsch electric guitar episode or so ago. And then later on, he went on and done a full blown review after he and I both had a chance to play it. So I was, uh, I have this thing i love lap steel guitars i love the look the uh the art deco look of it the functionality of it, the simplicity of it i just i could go on forever why but i just like them so i was on reverb and typically the great lap steel guitars had been selling for anywhere from 450 up and yeah, you know, we're starting to see guitars like most things come, uh, most things like trucks, cars, and uh, items like that. Everything that seems like groceries starting to drop. Anything with collectors value starting to drop a little. 
but I noticed there was a company on there and they had one for sale for $285. It was called an open box, which I don't care if somebody opened it and looked at it myself. So I thought we'd run down the specs of it. Now, my favorite color is the tobacco burst or sunburst. The one they had for sale was uh, trying to make sure I get this right because it's uh, even though it's Tahiti red. So flashy. Yeah, well, it's not like you would think. Once you get it out, it's almost a salmon pink, though. Okay. So it's huh. not it's not like fire truck red, okay? I got you. What what model number is it? So this is well, they've got a real long model number, but all of the lap steels that they're making right now are fifty seven hundreds. So it's a G five seven zero zero electromatic lap steel. It's Tahitian red. It comes in four colors, and it'd be a white Tahitian red. There's a Broadway Jade, let me make sure the white's not this it's called Vintage White, Broadway Jade, and they call their sunburst a tobacco, okay? But it's still kind of a traditional sunburst. It's six string. They don't have a, a seven or eight string out right-handed. The body is a solid body. It's a mahogany wood. No binding. The back and top that's all one, all mahogany. It is a square neck, so you have to play it Hawaiian style, which is with a slide. Uh, the neck finishes gloss. No neck binding. Scale length is twenty two point five inches. Fingerboard is flat. Fingerboard material is plastic. It has twenty eight frets, which are not real frets; are just lines, but on the the fretboard. There is no fret size. The nut is aluminum. The net uh, nut width, the sp which is the spacing of your strings, would be 1.875 inches. The position markers are circles, triangles, squares, and diamonds. The headstock, no binding, and no neck plate. The strings coming uh, on it are 0 0.012 to 0 0.052. And then the bridge piece is a, a chrome bar bridge. The hardware finishes chrome. Tail piece is chrome plated cast zinc. The tuning machines are die cast sealed. Uh, no pick guard. The controls, you have two controls, which are a volume and a tone. And they have the G arrow knobs, just like your Gretsch has. Has a single coil pickup. Uh, the pickup colors chrome. There's no pickup switch, and there's no pickup con uh, configuration. So you just get one pickup with a master volume, master tone, and you can tune it to uh, any number of tunings. There's dozens, if not hundreds, of tunings for open string guitars, lap steels, dobros, such things as that. I tuned this one to a C6 because it 
lends itself to country and original Hawaiian songs. Uh, currently, I'm trying to figure out Amazing Grace and I think Hank Williams, uh, Your Cheating Heart, the intro on Your Cheating Heart. Uh, they claim there's a quick learning curve on lap steels. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm, I'm not quick as most people, so. But it'll be something to mess with, you know, and play around with. Give me something to do. If you're looking for a lap steel, I got this one, like I said, on reverb. And I've noticed there's two or three more on there. Same thing. $285 with free shipping. And then I had to pay tax on it. So it comes to just over $300. So that's pretty, I think, a pretty good price. It came in the Gretsch box, very well packed, but it did not have a carrying case or anything with it. Uh, it does not have a slide bar with it, no picks with it, nothing like that. You have to supply that all on your own. So uh, I do have a Dobro, so I do have all that stuff put up here. and. I would say unless you're wanting a collector's piece or something vintage, I would go with something like the Gritch. That way, especially if you're learning a beginner, if you mess it up, if you drop it, if you break something, you're not going to feel as bad. If you got a 1957 Gibson, you know, and you drop it and break the body or break something off of it, probably not going to be able to get it repaired. If you do get it repaired, you're going to be able to tell it was repaired. And then you're, you're out that money because you're talking about spending up to a couple thousand dollars on one when you get into vintage. Now, there's a lot of vintage out there for the $500 and such range. But again, I went with something new because I wanted to know that the pickups and everything was going to work. I wasn't going to have to work on it or take it to a shop. And, uh, you know, if I decide to go with vintage later on, I can always upgrade to that. So hopefully I can get Adam to play some rhythm for me on Amazing Grace and we can start picking that out. I can start trying to pick that out. Maybe we can uh, get something going there. Got any questions, little fella? I could probably do that. I'll start practicing. Yeah, I'll it's start a waltz in G. Practicing that. Hey, now, so I pulled up some pictures of this thing. Mm-hmm. It has a retro look, right? It, it it has very... Art Deco? 57 Chevy... Yeah, yeah. Curves and looks. Yes, I agree. I mean, even the color. <laughs> So, I mean, to to me, it it has, it it looks old, but it's not old. You know, it right. looks older. And I think that Gretsch made some similar to this back in the, I want to say fifties, but that was a different model number. Uh, so they're probably staying with pretty close to the same shape, and such. You know, you know, it might have been nice to have two pickups or a humbucker. If you want to stay in that rock and roll sound, but I think the the single call would be good for for where I'm going right now. I mean, it's a pretty pretty instrument. Yeah, I, I think it. I think they're great looking instruments. You know it. 
Truth yep. is, I wouldn't mind having one in all four colors. <laughs> I was going to have to say it right. I bet. I don't think that's going to go like you want it to go. I know it's not going to go like I want it to, but, you know, there's something interesting about lap steels is, you know, they're tuned to an open key. Uh, so that's how you can play them with a slide. But there's six strings. There's seven strings. There's eight strings. There's ten strings. You know, so uh, you can kind of mess around there and find something that start out with a basic and move up. I'm not sure one's harder to play than the other, but typically the more strings are, the more confused I get. So, well, I'm like not, you said, there's a school of thought how to handle yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can. I mean, it's, it was not just one person ever done it. You know, uh, Keith Richards, you know, I, I think I sent you that video the other day. He was talking about he just lobs off the top string of his guitar because he don't need it. So if you want to play like the Rolling Stones, cut off the top string, go for it. I can't make any of them work. Right. Well, hmm. so. Well, we look forward to hearing more about it, that's for sure. I've maybe never actually messed with a lap steel. Well, maybe we'll get together and, and we can even get Harley in there to mess and play with us and maybe he can teach us both something. You might learn uh learn up enough Larkin pole that you stand in. I doubt it. Can you imagine Larkin Poe want me to stand anywhere near him? No. Not without security being there. That's right. Not unless I was in handcuffs. <laughs> All right, so a couple of weeks ago, well, I say a couple of weeks ago, it's been going for almost a month. We had interviewed uh, a gentleman that owned a haunted house up in Jefferson. Named Mitchell, named Mitchell Whittington. Mitchell Whittington. And... He was gracious enough that I think Adam had bought some books from him, and he sent us an autographed book to give away to our listeners, mm -hmm. or to a listener. And we said, you know, go on Facebook and tell us a story, and if you win, or if you're, you know, if you, we'll pick someone out of that group of people, and we'll give a book away, and we'll even ship it to you. And uh, we have a winner tonight, right, Adam? We do have a winner, so Miss Alicia Snow, if I said that correctly, she has won the book, and the that book is about the house that he lives in. Uh, it's it's the Stilly Young House on the state register, uh, the historic register, and they call it the Grove, but the uh, name of the book is The Grove, An East Texas Haunting by Mitchell Whittington. Uh, I read my copy, <clears throat> and it's awesome. Uh, it's it's a great historical dive into the house and some of the activity he's experienced there. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, uh, I would encourage you to do so. I mean, he's just an interesting guy. It was episode nine. <clears throat> uh told us a lot of the stories about the house and 
really we still can't wait to get up that way it'll probably be around the bewitching time next year i would imagine it could possibly uh, be but maybe he'll give us another interview next year and we can do it up again but uh the book was i mean it was a quick read i read it and it's about 192 pages i read it in one night uh it just grabbed my attention as soon as i started he's a definitely a good writer uh this book is is signed by the author so miss alicia snow we appreciate your uh participation and everyone else who participated but uh definitely her story that she mentions he told about the guy in the yard was probably my favorite one too he seems like the the happiest specter they have over there at the grove so very good we'll we'll get the book to you and uh contact you on facebook yeah let you know how we're going to get it to you yeah and you guys don't be afraid to contact us if you have something you want to throw at us or ask us about or just want to you know get something off your chest or tell us how much you don't like it we we listen to all comments and look at all comments uh we're trying to keep our format a little shorter we did have a recommendation that you know it might be too long for most people so you know comment on that if you want if you don't like the new short format or if you do that way we know what to keep doing because without listeners you know we have no point in doing this so we want to make it where it's as pleasant as possible for everyone so and if you listen last week to our uh metal detecting story there will be some more metal detecting stuff coming up i'm i'm pretty sure but i do have a tip for metal detectors that would you call them metal detectorist detectorists is what yeah. they is that a real word or are you making from stuff what up? i could tell that's what the 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 ones that are hardcore prefer to be called mm. okay all right so the metal detectorist who goes and does uh beaches and creeks sandy creeks and things like that usually use a sand scoop which is just a little oh i don't know what do you think adam six or eight inch round perforated piece of metal on the end of a handle and you take your scoop and you can push it pick up and shake it out and it keeps things in there yeah, so imagine grandma's imagine grandma's colander with a broom handle on it, and you can use it like a shovel. And but it's got bigger holes than that. Yeah, it does. It does, but imagine having holes the size of a water bottle. Okay, all the way around and then in the bottom. So here's my tip: if you're using a sand scoop, be very careful to watch what's coming out of it. Because if there's a broke necklace in there, it can shake right out of one of them holes and you not ever see it. So those things are great and make life easier on people as far as the digging and everything. But I saw that happen one time. I saw a, a silver necklace go right out the bottom of the sand scoop and I, I called attention to it. So it wasn't lost again. But, you know, a lot of times when people don't get it, you know, see something in the bottom and the metal detector don't beep over the hole no more. They think they, it was just a fluke. So 
you know, trust the process and, and kind of watch for your, uh, watch the bottom of your spoils there so nothing sneaks out on you. And don't give up on your hole until you find something. Keep going because, uh, you have I'm, to trust honestly, that process. I, we found that ring that time we went down to the creek and, uh, I was ready to give up on that hole, just thought maybe it was some trash, but turned out to be a little ring. I mean, it wasn't a silver ring or nothing. It's just some costume jewelry, but still. Well, I don't really have anything else to add to this uh, episode, Adam. Do you, if we're going to keep it down on the short version? No, I think that we got a teaser there on the guitar review, that's for sure, and yeah. We'll check back in next week. We'll certainly try to have an update on Mark Chestnut if there is one. Uh, he's got a pretty full concert schedule, so uh, I personally didn't realize he was touring that much anymore, but he is out and about, man. Yeah, and I know that he had an upcoming show at Floors, John T. Floors Country Store. And they canceled that, so. Yeah, and that's that's for this upcoming weekend, so. Yeah. Just, just keep in keep in mind that it's going on. Keep them in your prayers, and certainly keep praying for Israel with their uh, Palestinian problems over there. Absolutely. Uh, uh, just because it's not in your backyard doesn't mean it it shouldn't be at least in your area of attention. That's right. But that's all I've got. All right. Well, listen, if you don't feel like you fit anywhere else, come hang out with us. We'll be here. We'll be glad to listen to you and uh, talk to you and see what's going on. Absolutely. See y'all next week. Roll down the windows, turn up the radio.